Hello, everybody. I'm Rissa, and I'm Mitchie, and you're listening to the, the Sequel Channel. What's up, guys? Hello, everyone. Howdy, hey, ha, hello. Welcome back. We're here to talk about more sequels. The Lost Sequel. <laughs> Very good. Very good joke. Do you wanna? Do you wanna go into that? Well, if you haven't guessed it by whatever title we put on the episode, <laughs> we're talking about Atlantis Two, Milo's Return. This is the title that you wanted for Jafar. You wanted yeah. Jafar's return. Yeah. We got Return of Jafar. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was at work the other day and I was talking to someone about Aladdin. And I told them about the sequel and they called it Return to Jafar. <gasps> and I was like, no, actually, it's Return of Jafar. Oh my God. So I'm not the only one. You're not. No. <laughs> Honestly, I think I started a trend and our podcast is even out. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even posted a single episode by the time we're recording this, but you know what? It's fine. It's, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm we're excited. talking about Atlantis. Atlantis. Return of Milo. <laughs> return to Milo. <laughs> Milo's return. So Atlantis the Lost Empire, the OG, came out in 2001. Wait a second. We're going into Mitchie's movie facts, are we? Oh, we are. <laughs> Mitchie's movie facts. You didn't fucking introduce it. I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> so, tell us the facts about the movie, Mitchie. <laughs> Atlantis came out 2001, and it had a budget of $120 million. Okay, it only made $186 million worldwide. So it flopped. Sad horn. <laughs> it flopped in the box office, which is very surprising because you would think this movie's amazing. And like, if you have seen Atlantis, it's got such a great plot. It's got a great cast. It's funny. I mean, you know, you've got your classic villains. It's just overall a great story. The animation is beautiful. The story itself is just on another level in my opinion but it came out around the same time as Lara Croft Tomb Raider and Shrek yeah so it was doomed <laughs> you can't really compete with Shrek you cannot compete with Shrek <laughs> so unfortunately it did not do well it is so, still highly regarded though so i mean uh, let's see. So going into our cast, we have Milo, who's our main character. He's the linguist, super smart, nerdy guy that I definitely had a crush on and started my type for guys with glasses. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, he's played by Michael J. Fox, which most people know him from the Back to the Future movies. Um, I know him from The Frighteners. I love that movie. Um, he's just been in a bunch of stuff. He's really cool. 
And then we have Kita. She's played by Cree Summer. And if you don't know her, she's Susie from the Rugrats. Cleo from Clifford the Big Red Dog, the poodle. Mm-hmm, little purple poodle. And she's number five from Kids... What is it? Codename Kids Next Door? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the vibe I was getting from this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number five. Mm-hmm. And then in the OG, we had Helga. She was the blonde lady. She's played by Claudia Christian. Tons of game... Like, video game voices. Fallout... World of Warcraft, Diablo, a lot of the people from the original Atlantis were voice actors for video games. Like, a lot of them. Uh, let's see. And then we have Rourke. He's played by James Garner. Um, he's no longer with us. Rest in peace. And the only thing I, like, kind of recognize was uh, he's in The Notebook. He plays Duke. Insert photo of Duke here. <laughs> Uh, but I don't remember who Duke is in the notebook. So, and, uh, but I've seen the notebook. <laughs> I just don't know who that guy is. Um, and then Dr. Sweet, love him, classic person. He's played by Phil Morris. Lots and lots of TV variety, Star Trek, Fresh Prince, Kim Possible. Like, he just was in so many different things. And Vinny is played by Don Novello. Um, and I don't know, have you, do you remember much about Casper? Have you seen Casper? Yeah. The yeah. Friendly Ghost. Yeah, with Christina Ricci. Yeah. You remember the, like, priest guy who goes to the house, Father Guido? Mm. It's, like, at the beginning where he, like, goes to the house and then he, like, walks out after the, like, brother ghost or whatever, like, scare him away. Yeah. That's, that's Vinny. Oh, okay. At IRL. Um, yeah, I did a lot of SNL back then. Let's see, and then Audrey was played by Jacqueline. I'm probably gonna butcher this. Um, Abradors? Abradors. I'm sure you have to roll the R's. I cannot roll my R's. So, just another person who was in lots of TV. She's also in the movie Tortilla Soup, which I have seen. I have not seen, so I didn't write it down because I didn't recognize any of the things that she's been in. Tortilla Soup. Yeah, Tortilla Soup. What is Tortilla Soup? <laughs> it's a crazy movie about, like, a Latino family. Oh. Now we'll have to watch Tortilla Soup. <laughs> Does it have a sequel? No. Ah, dang. All right, then we have Mole, whose name is, like, Moliere or something. It's, it's a French name. Moliere. He's played by Corey Burton. He did the voices for the Titans in the Hercules movie. You know, like... Kill Zeus. Zeus bad. <laughs> um, he also did lots of voices from the Clone Wars TV show, the Star Wars one. Uh, he's Dale from the Chip and Dale show, The Rescue Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he just did tons of, like, Disney video game voices. Very cool. And then we have Mr. Whitmore. First of all, this movie has so many different characters. Yeah. So... Lort. Uh, Whitmore is played by John Mahoney. Rest in peace. <laughs> he is also no longer with us. Uh, he was on Frasier. He was on Frasier, yeah. He played Martin Crane. 
And then he was in Say Anything, which I love the movie. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not entirely sure who this per- character is. He plays James Court. I don't remember who that is, but Say Anything's that movie with, uh, he holds the boombox over his head outside the window. That's where that came anything. That's, oh. that's where that came from. That's where that came anything. <laughs> English is hard. It is hard. Um, okay, Cookie. Cookie's played by Jim Varney. Rest in peace. He's also no longer with us. A lot of the characters from Atlantis are no longer alive. He's Slinky Dog. He's the OG Slinky Dog. Slinky from Dog. From Toy Story. He was in Toy Story 1 and 2. Um, and he passed away right um, after Toy Story 2. So his reign of Slinky Dog ended there. Um, and then there's Mrs. Packard. Love her. Classic. Margie, I'll have to call you back. <laughs> um, she's played by Florence Stanley. Rest in peace. She's fucking dead. She's also no longer with us. <laughs> with a name like Florence, that bitch is dead. <laughs> she plays um, a waitress in the Goofy movie. I don't remember her, but I know she, she's in there. Yeah, I can you picture... Don't the, you don't remember the waitress I can, in the Goofy movie? I can picture what she looks like, but it's... It's been so long. It's been a long time since I've seen the Goofy movie, okay? Um, but I think you're going to like this. You know the, sh- the show Dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, she's Grandma Ethel. Aww. Yeah. So that's cool. All right, and then the OG Atlantis was directed by Gary Trousdale. He directed Hunchback of Notre Dame, Beauty and the Beast. He wrote The Lion King. And he directed lots of Shrek shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Take a shot every time you hear us talk about Shrek. (laughs) They'd be dead. Especially because I'm not done. (laughs) I ain't done, y'all. He's always talking about Shrek. Um, And then the other director was Kirk Wise. And he literally did all the same stuff as gary they basically were kind of a pair that's a big thing in hollywood is that a lot of directors and writers like it's like a team like a production team essentially they'll basically all move together between projects um and then the writer um gary and kirk both had writing credits on this but the other writer was tab murphy he wrote brother bear tarzan and the hunchback of notre dame so that's cool. And then the music was done by James Newton. I think it's Howard. My phone wrote Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> he has a huge range of music credits. Like I Am Legend, King Kong, The Hunger Games movies, Treasure Planet, Dinosaur, Sixth Sense, Space Jam, Dante's Peak, like the variety chef's kiss and so we're gonna do something a little different we're actually gonna talk about the atlantis 2 facts before we start talking about the movie um so this sequel came out in 2003 so not long after the first one once again just like mulan I could find no information about the budget or the profit on this movie. Because it made no money. At all. 
They locked it in the vault. I could not find anything. I tried. I was digging for so long, it felt like, and I just kind of gave up. And it kept taking me to things where it's like, oh, if you click on this, it'll show you. But then I would click on it, and I couldn't find it on the webpage. And I'm like... Give us your credit card number. <laughs> I'll tell you how much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a pop-up message. It's like, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> like, fuck. <sighs> All right, so... Cast changes. Obviously, Milo is not the same. Yeah. When I tried to figure out why Michael J. Fox didn't do the second one, it literally was like, f- for reasons unknown, Michael J. Fox did not reprise his role. He just probably didn't freaking do it. He realized it was going to be a failure. <laughs> so, Milo is played by James Arnold Taylor. Who looks just like Milo. Who looks just like Milo, IRL, TBH. Um, but he's most known for being Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars, in the TV show. Yeah, he he's the voice of Obi-Wan, so that's cool. And then another credit I really found interesting was he was Leonardo in the TMNT movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. The, like, live-action one where they're all weird-looking, kind of spooky. Yeah. Um, and then we have some new characters in the second movie. The only other change was Cookie. The cook. He was actually played by Stephen Barr. And he was just another person who did a lot of voice acting for video games. Like, he did stuff for Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Things like that. Cool. Alright, and then we get into the new characters. We have Obi. Our wonderful little dragon. Is he a dragon? Do you think he's a dragon? No, I don't think he's a dragon. I said at the beginning, I think he's kind of like a hybrid Komodo dragon type deal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so cute. Honestly, my favorite of the movie, TBH. But he's voiced by none other than Frank Welker, who we've already seen multiple times. He just be doing stuff. He's so talented. Like, ugh, what a man. Always playing the, like, animal noises. <laughs> right. When you when you have, like, a bajillion movie credits for just making <laughs> sounds, you know. <laughs> you get to be known for being that guy. That guy. That guy who goes forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some new characters. Some other ones we had. Volgood. He's played by Clancy Brown, just another person who did more video game voices. Another guy who looks exactly like the character that he voiced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had Inger. Um, she was so weird. <laughs> the eyes, dude. Yeah. He's played by Gene Gilpin. Um, I couldn't really find anything super crazy that she's done. She, another person who did more video games and, like, just TV. But there was one credit where I was like, oh, snap. And I'm a huge fan of the Dying Light games. And in the DLC, there's a character called the Mother. And she's the voice of the Mother. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's really sick. Those are, like, some of my favorite games. And then we actually had a character named Sven at one point. I don't remember Sven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who Sven was. But he was played by Vil... Vil. Bill... Oh, boy. Fagerbach. Fagerbach? Fagerbach. That's a hard one. It's Patrick Starr. 
gosh. Yeah, Patrick Starr was in this movie. Do I remember hearing his voice? No, but he was there. Right, and then let's see. Do, do, do. So obviously we had a completely different production crew for this movie because... <laughs> so the director on this one, there were a few. We had Victor Cook. Um, he did the 101 Dalmatians, the series. Uh, he directed the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated series, which if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. They're teenagers. They're in high school, like senior year. It's spicy, right? It's a bit more spicy. Yeah. Like oh, Velmo's trying to smash Shaggy and it honestly was so good. I went in watching that show, not expecting a whole lot, but it was fuego truly fuego um and then he also directed some of the newer scooby-doo movies and then another director was toby shelton he had a lot of story artist credits um like story artists for kung fu panda princess and the frog megamind megamind another solid movie and then we had tad stones <laughs> That's a funny name. yeah he produced the aladdin tv show um Darkwing Duck, and the Chippendale Rescue Rangers show. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then... Writers... We had Thomas Hart, who wrote for Kim Possible. He wrote an episode of Futurama, and he wrote a few episodes of the Lilo and Stitch series. And then Henry Gilroy just had tons of Marvel credits. Like, tons. I... There's so much Marvel. I was like, dang, dude. Tell me you love Marvel without telling me you love Marvel. For real. And then Kevin Hopps was the writer. He was a writer for the An Animaniacs. 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 The Smurfs. Um, Young Justice. And then the Chippendale Rescue Ranger show. So a lot of people who were on the Chippendale show were also in this. So that's cool. And then we get into music. Um, the person who did the music was Don Harper. Also another person who had a huge variety of music. Like music credits. Like holy guacamole. He was in the music department for Armageddon. Uh, he was conductor or orchestrator. Which is just like so wild to me. For The Lion King, Twister, Speed. Brother Bear, Scary Movie 4, only, that was the only scary movie, and my favorite one, my favorite credit of his, Chicken Run. Yay! I love Chicken Run. We love Chicken Run. I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. Which I always thought she said I don't like bread. <laughs> but, That's funny. Um, so... Some fun facts about Lannis too before we get into talking about this movie. Um, this was Florence, Florence, the lady who plays Mrs. Packard. Mm -hmm. This was her last film. She passed only a couple months after they finished um, doing all the recording for this movie. Way to knock it out. Yeah, so she went out with a bang, mm -hmm. having two Atlantean men at once. Yep. Um, so, this is supposed to be a fucking show. 
This was supposed to be a TV show called Team Atlantis. But since Atlantis bombed the box office so bad, they took what they'd already animated, which was three episodes, made a few things to make them connect, and then turned it into this movie, which is... Literally what I said at the end. Which is literally what you said at the end, yeah. So, unfortunately, because they had to do that, they actually had plans for a sequel. Mm -hmm. So... The sequel shards of chaos. The sequel sounded really cool. I kind of went a little deeper and saw a couple, um, just like articles where the creators of the first Atlantis were talking about it, and they basically were just saying how what they wanted is kind of you know how the first movie starts, where there's people coming in and they're like, "Oh no, intruders!" But it's actually you know their friends. Mm-hmm. and uh, Atlantis 2 was going to have a singular villain, kind of Darth Vader style, where they were in a mask and they were dressed up and like you couldn't tell who it was or what the gender was, and it was going to be this illustrious villain who knew mechanics and, you know, was essentially incredibly dangerous to Atlantis. And it was going to end up being Helga. Oh, shit. Yeah. They were going to have Helga be the masked person who's, like, she was going to be Darth Vader style, basically. Because, you know, she did that fall in yeah. Atlantis. And with all that damage to her body, she had to be, like, she's, like, cyborg-esque. Mm. That's what they wanted to do. That's very cool. So, unfortunately, though, we did not get it. Maybe one day... But now we can talk about the movie. Probably not. (laughs) Cool. Well, we start out with basically after the stuff that happened in the first movie. We lead straight into them just kind of rebuilding civilization and using the heart of Atlantis to to do that. And Kita's queen. Cool. Yeah, so Kita is the first Disney queen. Like, the first one ever. Iconic. Yeah. Honestly, 10 out of 10. Way to go, Kita. I mean, Elsa does hold the title for the first queen coronated on screen. Because we didn't see Kita get coronated. But she's queen. But she's the first queen. No matter. Period. Boo. And then their friends show up. Yeah, the squad rolls in. The squad rolls in. Like, but first of all, they're like, intruders. And mm-hmm. Kita's like, get the guards and roll them out. And I was like, well, literally, what if they had just killed them? They what if they just shot them, them down? But they didn't. Milo's like, those aren't intruders. Those are friends. And we see them and we're like, oh. And I don't know about you, but there were moments where I really enjoyed the new voice actor for Milo. And there were moments where I absolutely hated him. Yeah, I didn't really care. Like, especially at the beginning, he, his voice was so whiny. And comp- like, I don't know, it, just something about it. There are some moments where it didn't seem like he was in character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I do agree with that, but I, did, I just didn't care because mm-hmm. I literally was just trying to 
follow along with the fast pacing of this because it was meant to be TV shows. It's meant know? to be three separate TV episodes. Yeah. yeah, so it's not meant to be a whole movie. So yeah, but they made to, it a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just trying to pay attention to everything because everything was happening very fast again. Yeah, so I just put friends show up, Milo and Kita return to surface. Yeah. And it was funny because I was like, you know, and. Going right into this, I'm confused because the movie is Atlantis, Milo's return. Where is he returning to? You were like, he's already at Atlantis. Where is he returning to? Like, Atlantis, Milo's return implies that he is returning back to Atlantis. Does it or does it not? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. In my mind, it does. Yeah. And I just was curious. Because the movie doesn't really take place in Atlantis anymore. Yeah. But, you know, at that moment, I was like, oh, to the surface. Mm, yeah. So surface. some stuff is, like, possibly Atlantean shit is happening on the surface, and they're, like, going to go figure out what's going on. They're on a boat. And they end up in Norway at first. Yeah, and we get the the beginning of what becomes Kita, <laughs> Kita's <laughs> comedic adventure <laughs> into <Yes. laughs> the human world. What is, is this a... What is this? It's a life preserver. You wear it and it preserves your life? <laughs> oh, it's like our crystals. He's like, no. You, you, you use it when someone's drowning. She's like, how does that preserve their life? <laughs> oh, God. It's just... Silly girl. Honestly, <laughs> she just... Silly Atlantean woman. You know, overall, like... I don't know. We'll talk about it in a minute, but let's keep going with the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a monster shows up while they're on the boat. It's the Kraken. Kraken. The, I'm sorry. The Kraken. I hate that. Yeah. I wrote K-R-8-K-E-N. Oh, I wrote K-R-A-Y <laughs> slash Ken. K-R-Kraken. Kraken. Kraken. That's what they sounded like they said. It's, that's what they say. Why do they call it the Kraken? Yeah, I don't know. I th- maybe they still want to call it the Kraken. I don't know. Is Kraken trademarked? I don't know if Kraken and the Kraken is supposed to be from Norway. Maybe they just like wanted to like take something like the Kraken and hmm. place it in a different place, but they didn't want to like offend people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but basically, the boat goes down due to the Kraken. And they're all trying to escape in their little sub pods. And that's when we learn the sub pods have, like, mega explosives on them or whatever. And uh, they end up, the creaking goes away and they end up on, like, some rock. And Milo's like, oh, look, how convenient, a fishing town right here. Yeah. So (laughs) he's like, we'll go to this fishing camp and recuperate. But then they get in this town, and it's spooky. It's spooky. It's very ominous, and... Um, it's like Silent Hill. Yeah, they they run into the town magistrate there, essentially. <laughs> town magistrate. That's, that's what it is, well, this guy has, like, a statue of him. They notice it, and they're like, oh, this guy's got a statue. And they're like, wouldn't that make him really heckin' old? Yeah. It's like, yeah. But, you know. So. <laughs> so us. He's there. They realize, oh, that's that guy in the statue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, his name is uh, Edgar Volgan. Volgud. Volgud. Volgan. Volgud. Volgud. Right? Volgan? Volgud. Volgud. I think it's Volgud. Yeah. 
He's not good. He's no, but he's not good. No. Um, and you can immediately like suss it out that he's not a good person. Like you don't need to trust this person. No, because he walks up to me and he's like, "You need to leave." And Milo's like, "Oh, we we would like to stay." Actually, we won't. He's like, "Well, you know, we're here to see the scenery." And Vlogood's like, "The other place has scenery." And he's like, "If it's all the same to you, we're gonna stay." Which I'm gonna be real. The aggressive Milo seems. A tad out of character. Like, I know Milo, like, stands up for things and and all that, but it just kind of felt a little... We can talk about that in our yeah. meetings. Yeah. Um, so Milo doesn't back down, and then uh, Volgood's like, well, then go stay at this inn. And that's when we meet uh, Inger, and she's wide-eyed, yeah, unblinking... Very scared woman. Like... I'm well. What of a picture of her face? Because honestly, those eyes, I will yeah. have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, just very soulless, very spooky. They did not hold back on the spook factor. No, for this movie, which is good. I liked it. Yeah. Um. And then when night hits, they try and follow Volgood. Yeah. They're like, they go out, and it's super foggy on this island, but they're like, oh, we're going to go and follow him. We'll follow his lantern. And they get lost immediately. And then, of course, they get lost, and Milo's like, oh, I guess we should go back to the inn. And they're like, where's the inn? And they and they start to follow these lights. That Milo sees. And then Mola's like, wait, we're on gravel, you guys. And then he tries to warn everyone. And he's like, going cliff. The cliff. But they go off the cliff. And Audrey's just chilling down there, almost dying. <laughs> Man, things are not going good for them. Milo's like, um, stay still, I'm coming down. Audrey's like, yeah, because I was totally going to go for a walk. Yeah. Like, okay. But then they end up making their way back up the cliff. Do we see them go back up the cliff? No. no. We just see Milo catch Audrey. Yeah. Or Mole catch Audrey. Mole, yeah. Mole saves everyone. Mole That's saves everyone. Life. Honestly, Mole probably does save everyone off that damn cliff. The whole movie, he saves everyone. Mole's clutch. Yep. Um, it just shows us next. It shows Volgood at the inn. He's talking to Inger, and he's like, take all of the stranger's possessions and burn them. And then they're just, like, behind him, like... <clears throat> and then Volgood just leaves. He doesn't even say anything. He just dips. Yeah. Like, sir, you can't burn people's things like that. Mm-hmm. Milo's like, tell us more, Inger, because we have to know what's going on because we think people are dying here. Yeah. <laughs> they are dying there. They're literally dying. Death is happening. And she tells him the truth. That he made a deal with the devil. Well, the Kraken. He made a deal with the Kraken devil. And basically, it would make him live forever. Yes, but it did not give him eternal youth, so he's still an old crotchety man. Oh, yeah, and then Mole leads them to the secret lair because... Of dirt. Dirt. Because he, he's smart. He can just tell the way because of dirt. And then I put, Volgood got them toxic eyes. <laughs> True. True. The Kraken has mind control powers. Mm-hmm. It takes control of people. When they go into that area, they, like, figure that out in the cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
They end up blowing up the Kraken, though. Oh, yeah. Or Kraken. The Kraken, yep. Because Audrey gets got. Milo headbutts Volgood. (laughs) Vinny blows up the ceiling. Molmo's over people. (laughs) They run into Kraken. (laughs) Uh, Vinny gets got. (laughs) They blow it up. (laughs) Moment of like a bunch of things happening very, very quickly that you can't really register. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, we're here. Yeah. Vinny gets got. They blow it up. Town's colorful again. (laughs) Yeah. When they blow up the Kraken, basically the village is restored. And then Kita's sitting there thinking that there's still maybe more Atlantean machines out there. She's worried about the future because she feels like they shouldn't have... um, Her father's responsible for all of this. And, like, they, she doesn't want the demise of the world to be because of her father's bad crap and... Yeah. Yeah. But then Dr. Sweets calls them for more help. In southwestern America. From the dust devils. Them dust devils. Not them dust devils. And they basically go to meet a man um, who... Named Sam McKean. Was friends with Mr. Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Who looks similar to Mr. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Whitmore. Yeah, he identical. And they basically, he basically tells them how he was attacked by... Possessed coyotes. Sand coyotes. Sand coyotes. But they're possessed coyotes. Yeah. Is what they are. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, from there, they go, they're going to try to find these coyotes. Well, Sam tells them about the pot that he found, because they, oh, f- yeah, they find the, the necklace, there's a necklace, and then the, the necklace came from the pot, Which and the pot came crate. from the crate. Crates in the house, and the house is like the desert. Sh- yeah, and so, so they, they go, the, and they the realize desert. that his stuff has been stolen. Yeah, it's been gone. Um, but first of all, we need to take a little pause because I did not tell you who the voice actor for Sam was. Oh, it's Doctor Humsterfeel. Who? Who's Sam? Yeah, Sam. Who, Sam, who? The old guy who looks like Mr. Whitmore. Oh, the Mr. guy who says the dust devils. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. It's Dr. Hamsterville. Hamsterville. Yeah, so the stuff is stolen, and then they end up at a shop where the stuff went to. I don't even know. How did they figure out that I that was... I don't know. Uh, probably it's mole. It's really confusing, to be honest. Probably mole. Yeah, just a lot of things happen. They end up at this fucking shop where they're looking at all these different things, and Kita sees uh, something that resembles an Atlantean guardian. She's like, oh, it's an Atlantean mm-hmm, guardian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to buy it, regardless of mm-hmm. how expensive it is. So. <laughs> and then she hands that man a stack of cash. Fat yeah. stack. I put the guy as sus. Yeah, the guy is very sus. Basically wants them to leave after he starts inquiring about the crate. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so they bounce. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking dip. Um, and it's more like he kicks them out because Mole's like, I'm going to eat this bowl. Oh, wait, yeah, I forgot about that too. <laughs> Fucking oh, Mole. Mole's like so clutch and yet so it's dumb. It's silly. He's raised by naked mole rats. We do finally get something, though, on Mole. His little backstory. Raised by naked mole rats. What he an was, interesting story. Imagine if he was raised by Rufus. <laughs> I was literally thinking, like, what if there was some sort of connection there? <laughs> 
Um, so after they leave, they're attacked. Um, well, actually, they pick up a hitchhiker. Chikashi? Chikashi? Chikashi. Chikashi. I don't know. Some, something like that. They pick up a Native American man and... Who they see three times. Oh, yeah. Very ghost-like. Like I said, they did not hold back on and the spook like, factor. Is there, do you have a twin? <laughs> yeah, do you? Sweets was like, do you have a twin? <laughs> Leave it yeah. to Sweets. <laughs> um, Basically, they, he kind of gives them a bad warning about stealing stuff. Yeah, he just says something like, uh, you know, no one can know our secrets and things must be protected. And, and, and then they're attacked by the sand coyotes. Yeah. Mm. And things be happening when you get attacked by them sand coyotes. They get thrown around. And Audrey's all mad and she doesn't want sand in whatever part of the car she's talking about. I don't know <sighs> anything about cars. So. Yeah. The manifold. <laughs> so she wants sand in it. She's all mad. They fix the car. They go back to the shop, right? Well, they realize the sand coyotes put them right next to the shop again. Oh, yeah. They are back at the shop. They're like, what the heck? We're back at the trading post. And uh, they realized that Ashton Carnaby. Carnaby, yeah. Yeah. That's the bad guy. Um, stole the crate. Mm-hmm. Because of Mole. Yeah. Mole is like Mole detective. With Mole knows everything because of dirt. Yeah. He's a genius. Mole. Dirt. Um, so they find the crate. Carnaby essentially lies to them saying the spirits will calm down if we return this uh, pot back to its rightful place. And um, they go to the cave. Mole finds a cave. Moles find it, of course. And they um, basically are like looking around to where to put it. They realize that Carnaby's not with them and it's really a trigger room. And he throws sleeping powder on them. And then basically ties them to rocks in a cave. And when they wake up, he talks to them a little while. Basically tells them his plans to get rich off the plundering of the cave. And This is my discovery, he says. Yeah, you're not going to spoil <laughs> things for my discovery. Blah, blah, blah. And um, he basically throws dynamite on top of the cave to cave him in. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to blow y'all up. And then Obi saves the day. By Obi does save the day. He frees of, them. Kind of saves the day, I guess. Yeah. It's unclear. I guess Mole probably again dug them out of the rock pile that eventually blows up. Oh, for Obi, sure. Obi saves uh, Milo. Then Milo tries to get the dynamite, but it explodes before he's able to. Be, and then, like, Carnaby literally tries to murder him. He does. He lifts a vase yeah. over then, his head. The um, sweets throw stuff, and he's like, "Oh, now you you done made us mad." Mm-hmm. And, um, sweets, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So They're reunited, and then the dust devils come in and freaking curse him, dude. They literally kill him. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the Christ. they turn Carnaby into one of the sand wolves. Oh, that's essentially cursing him. Sand coyote. Yeah, it's essentially killing him. They kill him. He dead. He got turned into a fucking sand coyote spirit, yo. And then Milo returns a vase. Yeah, Milo returns a vase, and then the... Chikashi comes back. Yep, and he's like, 
You, you cannot live here. You can't leave. Tell me your secret. And because they don't don't tell him the secret mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's like actually that's what i wanted you to do <laughs> and that was a trick of -roo all along audrey that waiting. was a trick question it was service. it sure was <laughs> he's like i had to know i could trust you with my secret yeah oh, okay somehow by you not telling me your secret i trust that you can keep mine. Keep my secret? That's whatever. I don't know. And gives Peta, Kita, Kita, I said Peta. <gasps> Peta. I'm sorry. Kita a pep talk about Atlantis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is the end of episode two. <laughs> and then I, the next line I have is literally Odin. <laughs> I, because we lead back to them going back to Whitmore's Yeah, they mansion. go back to Whitmore and Odin stole from him. That's what I put. Yeah, they, like, realize that Whitmore's been stolen from. And they um, realize it's the spear that has been stolen. And Whitmore's like, I know exactly who it was. It was Eric Hellstrom. And apparently after, like, the stock market crashed, he went crazy and believed himself to be Odin. Because he built himself a castle right before that and named it Asgard. And people were calling him the modern Odin. Yeah. And he took that and fucking ran with yeah, it. he was like, I am Odin, actually. And then when he lost all his money, he became a wackadoo. Yeah. So, basically, they go to track Eric down. Yeah. Well, first of all, Milo pulls out the Shepherd's Journal, which we haven't seen this entire movie that yeah. they have not referenced since the first movie. Not important at all. Oh, like what the heck? And then, um, well, maybe he pulls out the very beginning to talk about the Kraken, the Kraken. But he's like, he pulls out the, he's talking about the spear, and he's like, oh, it's an Atlantean spear. And then Kida's like, we must go. Yeah, of course. So they're like off to Iceland, and then they're like, oh man. Iceland. Why, why can't, can't it, be it be warm? Miami? Yeah. <laughs> why can't it be Miami? But the funny thing is Iceland is the one with all the greenery. Because yeah. Greenland is the one with all the ice. Yeah. So. I don't know. Whatever. Their geography is bad. It's okay. I guess I wanted to be literal for the children. This or is how. use the children. This is how children fail geography. But, uh, but yeah, they, they track down Eric and... Eric confuses um, Kida to be Brunhilda and Milo to be Loki. Yeah, he calls Milo Loki. Yeah. Which is funny. And Kida tries to reason with him. She's like, I'm not your daughter. Yeah, but she does. She's like, but I do care about you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Just... um, thanks for caring, Kida. Oh, Kida. Um, but she tries to reason with him, but things don't really work out. Um, and he, Eric then cast the gangs, cast the gang out of Asgard with like the staff thing mm -hmm. and then proceeds to kidnap Kida and then dress her up as Brunhilde. He dresses her up. He dresses he her up. had to have undressed her first, yes. which he is the terrifying thought. And also, can we talk about how he dropped all of them through the floor? And it's like a floating island mm -hmm. that they're on. He dropped them through the floor. And then, of course, Mole saves the day yeah. again. 
I should have taken a shot every time. Mole saved the day. Dude, you'd have been dead. Yeah. Man. But the gang follows them. Yeah, so Kita sees them, like, coming up through the floor, so she's like, okay, let's go, father. Yeah. <laughs> she suddenly is, like, super into yeah. it. And they, like, follow them into a volcano. Yeah, yeah, they follow them. I just... It's does, really confusing. Does Iceland have volcanoes? I just don't. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know enough about Iceland. Yeah, I don't either. I'd like to go someday, though. Yeah, it would be really cool to go. I've heard it's gorgeous. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, Gank follows after him. Peter oh, yeah, they tweets. slid away on a door. Yeah, which somehow, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but, you know. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it was intentional. I put, um, gigantic titans ran amok. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Oh, yeah, at the volcano, he creates a lava monster. He's like, Ragnarok is yeah, here. It must be today. It must be today. But then the fucking lava monster steals the spear. Yeah. That shook me. I know, that's pretty crazy. Because then the lava monster meets up with the ice monster and a fucking... And chaos infuses. One of them is freezing the earth while the other pours lava from the sky. And, I'm and like, our eyes are literally just like bulging out of our heads like looking at this. Because like, things just really took a crazy turn. And it's also just incredibly dark for like Disney. Yeah. To be like raining lava. like, <laughs> And then they're just like... Finney says, Milo, you got a plan? And Milo just looks at him with, like, the one eyebrow up emoji. And suddenly he has a plan. And he's like, oh, actually, I do have a plan. And then, like, it just, and like, the does, plan like, a is... Scooby-Doo skip yeah. to fucking them doing the plan. And the plan is kind of... blowing shit up. It's not. It's just Vinny blowing up, like, stumbling the ice monster into the lava monster so that they fight each other. Yeah. I put fight scene, fire mar- uh, fire versus ice monster. Then underneath I put Kita one, monster zero. And I put she brings the house down. Kita like grabs his staff and like basically. Literally drops the drops Ragnarok castle island thing on top of the two monsters. And then they bring the spear back to Atlantis. Yeah. Because she's like, I think this will do good for the city of Atlantis. <laughs> She's like, I know just where to put this. Um, she realizes that it was wrong of her father to hide the crystal from mankind, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And she combines the spear with the heart crystal, mm-hmm. and it fucking lifts Atlantis above the water. Onto the surface, lives in the middle of the ocean. And the fishermen that are there are, like, really shocked. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're about to die. <laughs> the whirlpool that is coming up of The tsunami. <laughs> and... That is the end of this movie. That's the end. Everyone's happy. Uh, the world's supposedly a, a better, much better place. place now that Atlantis <laughs> is above the water for the first time in 8,000 years. 8,000 years. And, it, yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, we kind of got like Kita narrating, which was supposed to be the opening of the TV show. The whole like, for 8,000 years, my people have been under the sea. And we were a dying people. And then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> and then on the anime intro. Yeah. For this movie. Oh my god, they did have an anime, like, title Best card. intro title card. Title yeah. card. But at the end of it, I said, Michelle, this just feels like three episodes. They were like, we're going to make a show, but then it didn't work out. And then they were like, well, we don't want to waste all of this work. So let's just, like, 
uh, put a couple like things at the beginning and the end and call it a movie. And uh, that's how we make movies here at Disney. <laughs> and it's just bad. Again. Poorly executed. Again. It was. It was. It was. Alright. So let's get into these ratings. Let's start with our first category. Plot. I mean... I would say that, like, honestly, though, the plot was pretty solid throughout. Like, the three episodes did kind of make sense. It's just that the way that they intertwined them is mm-hmm. what made it so apparent that they were s- completely separate right. incidences and separate things. Yeah. But overall, I honestly didn't really mind the plot of it and the idea of them finding all of these relics that also help Atlantis in turn. That's pretty cool. So I'm not going to knock it totally, but I will say that because of, like, their lack of caring about how it actually turned out in the end, I'm going to have to get, like, a three. Three, yeah. I was going to say a three because, you know, the thing about this is that I genuinely wish they would have made the Team Atlantis show. I think if they had done more episodes, like, if they had done the actual show, even if it was, like, a shorter show. Like, a one-season show with, yeah. like, 15 to 20 episodes. Right. And then that'd be it. Yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been or really just make neat. a second movie. Yeah. Make the... Like, you could have done the same thing with, like, them compiling episodes ideas together, but just made it flow better. Right. Like, mm-hmm. where they were going on consistent, like... Maybe it was, like, Milo and Keto were both separated. They were both going on different journeys, and you, like, went back and forth or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, yeah. there, there could have been ways they could have done it better. Yeah. You know, Agreed. and made it make more sense. Um, Animation. Um, it looked like a TV show. It definitely did look like a TV show. I do have to say that I think it's better than the Lilo and Stitch one. Like the animation in Lilo and Stitch. Yes. Too? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, but I still didn't love it. I would yeah, give it. No. I would give it a two. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest. I I think it's just hard because the first movie is so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the first movie and you look at this one, you realize this one was made in two thousand three. You're like, mm, why does it look like that? Literally two years after yeah why does it look worse than the move first movie did and then then your expectations of what you're going to be watching are immediately lowered I think. yeah so mm-hmm. um music there's not a lot of noticeable music in either atlantis movies in my mind like i can't recall the music in the any of the movies or the show i can recall the music or the second movie sorry <laughs> I mean, not the show. I mean, it's basically a show. The compiled show. <laughs> yeah, the compiled totally. show. The It's a lot of ancestral, like, ancestral, orchestral yeah, just like, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the first one, it's very, like, memorable for me. Because I used to want to, like, be in an orchestra, so, like, I remember it. But this, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I, st- I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a fair three. Maybe a two. Okay. Yeah. Give it a two. Yeah. Michelle said no, we're not giving it a three. I just don't. Like, for this movie, I just don't think. It's kind of hard 
we struggle sometimes because there are going to be movies that don't predominantly have when we we're talking about music we're normally talking about music that comes with lyrics mm-hmm. i feel like well i mean we can also we just can, talk about scores you yeah know? i mean sometimes but when there's ones that aren't driven by music like like atlantis it's hard for us to really have a gauge on where we should place that I mean, yeah. like, I can't knock it. I'm not going to say that the music was bad. I'm just saying I don't remember any of the music, so it wasn't notable. Yeah. But I am but I can't, like, if I s- sat and listened to the music, would I like it? I don't know. That's I think, why I think it's fair to give it a two or a three. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like, if it's not memorable, then that says a lot right there. Yeah, I guess so. But it's also, like, hard to keep your attention on the music when mm-hmm. literally There's a, a billion, billion things are going, going on at once. Yeah. And you're trying to keep along with, like, what's supposed to be happening in this quote-unquote movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, like, I'm not listening to yeah. music because of that. So, I don't know. Kind of varies, but I just struggle with, like, voting and, or rating in regards to that because of those reasons. Anyways. Right. Continuing on. Character personality. Which is what you were saying earlier with Milo. I kind of agree with the same thing. Like, he was very timid in the first movie. Like, he kind of... Made more steps in the end there to stand yeah. up for himself. So maybe, you know. It would kind of be. Uh, it just felt. I don't know. Because I know Milo was persistent in the first one. If he wanted something, he was trying for it. Like when he was had the meeting or whatever. He was chasing after those guys in the car. And they were like, no, we'll, we'll never give you money. <laughs> and then. You know, at the end when Rourke is, like, being a bad guy and Milo's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't... Yeah. I can't translate that. I don't know what she's saying. I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very... It's not direct aggression. But what happened with Volgood was very much so. It was very head-on. I'm arguing with you face-to-face. I mean, I know there was a point where he was like, to Rourke in the first one, he was like, what you're doing is bad, blah, 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 blah. But he still didn't necessarily, like, fight it, fight it. He waited until after Rourke left to chase him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It just kind of felt very, like, this is Milo as a king. Because, I mean, that's essentially, like, what he ended up being, yeah, right? essentially, yeah. And so... I feel like I'm missing that growth. You know what I mean? It feels like he went from the Milo personality in the first one straight to Milo King in the second one. Yeah, but I mean... Because at one point he literally was like, I'm the leader of this mission. There definitely does feel a disconnect from his growth in the first movie to where he's at in the second movie. But I can't say that I totally hate this... Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I just wish I could have seen that growth because Milo from the first movie never would have been like, I'm the leader of this mission. Yeah. I'll give it... And I mean, like, Kita kind of stayed the same type of route, I think. The whole yeah. Movie. Everybody else was kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a... give it a four. Four. I feel like that feels fair. I do agree. I think that seeing the growth would have been nice, mm-hmm. but I just think that, like, given the circumstances, it's like, where were they going to put that? Because they didn't put the work into building that into the movie. Yeah. They just immediately jumped into it being Kita narrating and Milo 
being the main character in the first movie, you would have thought that he would have at least at some point come into that and, mm-hmm. like, had his own little spiel off about it. Yeah. Or there would have been a part art where we caught up about him or... Maybe we had an interaction with Kita and Milo that was a bit longer than the interaction that we had in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Where then they realized, oh, there are people invading. Mm-hmm. Instead of them having a lovey-dovey moment, like, they could have like had a moment where they showed uh, how Milo had grown as a person. Right. Took initiative into maybe handling that situation before Kita was like, yeah. Duh, 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 shoot yeah. them, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> where are the guards? I don't know. It, but I do think that, like, I still do like the growth, so yeah, I'll give it a good score because of that. Okay. I agree. Um, lesson. What lesson? What lesson? There ain't no lesson. I'm trying to recall a lesson. I'm trying to recall a lesson at all. In my well, mind. I mean, uh, the only one I can think of that had a lesson, I guess, was the second, like, the middle arc. Of this. Oh, yeah. The second episode where they were like, don't steal. Yeah, don't steal. Ancient. Like, value history and yeah. tradition. And, and don't dis- disregard it. And, yeah, don't be disrespectful yeah. to, you know, things that came before you. So, I guess. But even then, still, I don't feel like that's solid enough. It wasn't, like, It wasn't plot. consistent. It wasn't consistent throughout the movie. There was no consistent plot or lesson the, throughout this movie. Me completely forgetting what the third arc was about. Odin. Oh, yeah, Odin. Literally Odin. Don't be a crackhead. Which, like, jumping back to that, you know, just kind of, I kind of, <sighs> like, was interested in reading more about the Team Atlantis stuff. Mm-hmm. And it said the series would have featured episodes with different legends incorporated, um, such as Puck, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Terracotta Warriors. Ooh. Um, uh, James Arnold Taylor... Who voiced Milo, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Said in a vlog, he posted on his personal YouTube channel that the show would have had either 18 or 24 episodes long. Would have been epi- 18 to 24 episodes long. Yeah. So, It would have been cool. perfect. One of the, it says one of here, right here, it says one of the episodes of Team Atlantis that was never animated featured an appearance from, uh, by Demona from Gargoyles. Uh, oh my gosh. <gasps> It introduced a hunter known as Fiona Kane Moore, known friend Dr. Sweet. And the episode would have had Demona using the praying gargoyle stat gargoyle. Gargoyles. <laughs> gargoyle statue to bring the gargoyle statues to Paris a lot. To gargoyles. Gargoyles. <laughs> um and kill the local humans. Like how holy cool would guacamole. He says to kill the local <laughs> humans. How cool would that have been? Sorry, I just wanted to like I read wow. that and I, I had to mention it. Holy, so. holy crap! But yeah, there's just like not really a a lesson, a lesson across. But I mean, I'm kind of like I guess I would lean towards a two or yeah, even I'm a say three. Two. Yeah, two. Okay, that seems fair. Um, rewatchability. One. Yeah, definitely one. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, it would have been good if it had just been a show. Right. Yeah. If it had been a show, it might be higher, but it's not. They crammed it on one. It's not good. Slapped some things on the beginning and the end and made it a movie. That's not how things work. It's not. And it wasn't good. Again, Disney, come on. Come on. Okay, so here's a question. Do we want to add jokes? No. Okay. We can't. 
I already gave my conditions to that. <laughs> we will not be adding jokes as a category, folks. <laughs> we thought about it. Yeah, we, we did think we take, about we adding about a new it. character to today. Category today. Yeah. Which would have been the joke category because there were a lot of running gags and jokey jokes during this movie. Um, and one at the end, like one during the movie was like Kita saw in the second arc of this sh- like movie. We see Kita in the shop, and she's, like, wondering why a spear is in a case, and Milo tries to explain it, and she doesn't understand. He's like, it's for protection, and she was like, wouldn't the spear be better for protection outside of the glass case? Yeah. And then in the third arc, when she goes into uh, Dr. Wimmer's house, she tells him the spear would have been safer if it had been in a glass case. (laughs) And then at the end, when she retrieves the spear, she was like, I know the perfect place for this. I was like, please let it be in a glass case. I said, please let it be in a glass case. She said, if it's in a glass case, we'll add the joke category. And she did not put it in it a glass case. It was not in a she glass case. She used it so. to lift Atlantis, which yeah. is like a better, but it would have been funny. It would have been really it funny. so funny. <laughs> but because of that, that's why we're not adding... Jokes. That was my caveat. If she put it in a glass case, I would have said, we're adding jokes. And this movie would have gotten a five, baby. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, you know, it's not. So, yeah, what I just. Our actual total. So, our grand score is a 2.3. Yeah. Where does that make it fall? Let's see. What is this? Is this five? Is this episode? Oh, shit. Talking Mushrooms, episode five. So this is probably in the middle, I would say. This is smack dab in the middle. Cool. We've had two worse ones than this, which were Aladdin and Stitch. (laughs) Yeah. And two better ones, which was Frozen and Mulan. So. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. There's not a lot to be said about this. You know what? When when we spin the wheel Mm -hmm. for this movie last week... I remember telling Mitchie, I was like, I remember seeing this once and hating it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had never seen it before, so it was the first time for me. Um, But you know what? I just, I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't hate its guts. Because I think, first of all, there's worse movies. Stitch. Yeah, no, there definitely are worse movies, but... And for something that was just, like, literally thrown together by Disney because of a failed movie, it was fun to watch still. Like, it wasn't terrible. There were... It was funny. Yeah. And I just think that it could have been worse. (laughs) I just think, in terms of this, I just think it would have been, for me, it would have been better as a viewer to have had one season of, like, ten episodes. Yeah. Even, like, six episodes or something. We get a very, very short show. Mm -hmm. And then I would have enjoyed it more. Right. And you still could have made it connect better than in movie form. Yeah. The way they tried to do it, you know? I know. It's just one of those things, you know? I just... Meh. But that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. It is the way the cookie crumbles. Alright, so, while we're still on here, let's do our, do our wheel spin. Okay. Weekly wheel spin. Weekly wheel spin. 
We're spinning the wheel. Gonna see, see what we watch. You ready? Yeah. Drum roll. Alrighty, we're spinning the wheel. What did we get? What did we get? <gasps> we got a good one, I think. Oh my god. The Goofy Movie! Goofy Movie! It's so funny because we've been literally just talking about you and watched yeah, I know. it. That's perfect. Yay! I'm gonna get really, you know, uh, reacquainted with the waitress. Yeah. The diner. <laughs> Can't believe you got her. Florence. <laughs> Can't believe you got her. <laughs> Such a shame. <laughs> but next week, we'll be talking about the Goofy Movie. Heck and yeah. And that'll be really exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god. I love the Goofy movie. I know. I can't fucking wait. I know. I love the second Goofy movie too, honestly. So this is a... God, it's a good Goofy movie. Ah! Okay, sorry. That was my overwhelming excitement. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. We, um... I'm, I'm Marissa. <laughs> we, we are Marissa. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, we are the sequel channel. <laughs> we have become it. We are no, we no longer ourselves. We manifested into the channel itself. I'm Rissa. And I'm Mitchie. And you've been listening to the sequel channel. Bye. See you real soon. The Goofy Movie. Goofy Movie. It's so funny because we've been literally just talking about you and watched yeah, I know. it.